the fem fem feed the fem feed the fem feed the fem fem feed the fem feed oh hi i get your life your girl Allison Abena here and I'm here with one of my amazing, talented, brilliant, beautiful students, Say Carr. Can you say hi to my listeners, please? Hi. <laughs> hi. How are you? I'm good. That's good. I'm so happy that you're here with me today. Thank you for doing this. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So who are you and what do you do? We're just going to open it up like that as we open up our, our guests. I'm Seema Gatkar. Mm-hmm. I'm 12 years old, and I'm a dancer in training. Mm, I like that. So is that all that is you, or what's what about school? What about family? It's just... School, I'm in seventh grade. Okay. I go to Waterview Brown Middle School here in Bergenfield. Oh, okay. And um, I act on the side sometimes. I'm in drama club. Nice. I'm Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Oh. Um, and I have a tote bag company called Beyonce. Nice. Yes, and we're going to get into that. Yeah. Yes, girl. That was better. Like, <laughs> tell your your full story of who you are. So I love that. Okay. So we're going to both answer this question. This is what I ask all my guests. How did we meet and what was our original take on each other? So what do we think about each other? So Okay. Mm-hmm. I think... We met in um, the summer intensive at Numb Better Theater 2017. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, you're really funny, you're really <laughs> cool. And I remember wanting to impress you. I was like, oh my gosh, Aww. she's so good. I have to impress her. And you were actually my first um, female black hip hop instructor. Really? So, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> woo for that. Yeah. That's good. Okay, milestone. <laughs> <laughs> So I was really excited about that. Oh, cool. I'm so excited. (laughs) Well, for me, yeah, same thing. It was at, I knew one of your parents, or I've Mm -hmm. known one of your parents for some time, for a few years. And I met your mom a few years prior to this this summer intensive. So, Mm -hmm. Um, and they told me about you. So I had an idea of you. But when I first met you um, and then realized who you were, I was just like, whoa. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, this is your daughter. I love her. So that was after I had my own view of you, which was, like, beautiful. And we were doing hip-hop, so Mm -hmm. you just got it. Like, some people just have it. Some people don't have it. Mm -hmm. Like, your body moved properly. You had swag on top of that. I didn't have to explain that to you. It's just something that innately you had. And I was just like, I love her. I love her. I need her. We need to sign her up right now. And I just thought you had a such um I thought you had such a polite and meek disposition about you. Strong, but like, you know, almost um 
just very, very sweet and, and calm, yeah. you know? But when you dance, it was like a monster. Like, when you think of Beyonce, like, when she talks, Southern Belle, she's on that stage, it's Sasha Fierce. So yeah. it, it was those two contrasts. And I was just like, oh, I love her. I love her. You just had, like, a good spirit. And I was just all into you. So <laughs> you're welcome. Beyonce is actually my idol. So. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, segueing into the Beyonce. I love that. So, how important is dance to you? Since we met in the dance realm, Mm -hmm. how important is dance to you? Dance is very important to me. It's like a way to like express myself or like just release stress. Mm. Um, Especially because I have mild panic attacks, so it's definitely something Mm. that helps me that I could escape to. Nice. And how do you cope with, like, the panic attacks when they happen? Do you take medication? Do you do holistic things? Do you do breathing? Like, what type of things have you found that work for you? Um, It's mostly breathing, Mm -hmm. especially because they're mild. I don't need medication. Yeah. But um, it's a big part is breathing and Mm -hmm. just relaxing myself. Nice. That's good. That's good for people that also suffer from it that might be listening and... That's um, some good advice. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move on to the next question. What is your favorite style of dance and why? Um, I started out with hip hop mm-hmm. because of Michael Jackson. I taught myself Aww. how to pop lock when I was five. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cute. And then I begged my mom to go to a dance class. And so I finally had an official dance class mm-hmm. when I was nine at a dance center in Dumont. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just recently, I started doing new genres like ballet and contemporary. Mm-hmm. So hip-hop is my main genre, mm-hmm. but I like ballet, contemporary, and modern equally. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Look at you. <laughs> Explain to us what your company, Beyonce, is. So it's a brand that me and my mom created. Mm-hmm. It's to support... Um, my dance training, especially because it's so costly, mm-hmm, um, yes. it's something to like help, yeah, help us get dance classes and mm-hmm. try to get point shoes and stuff like that for ballet. Yeah. Um, but in the long run, I want to donate to other children who, wow. yeah, who can't afford to go to dance class, especially because I know how that feels. Because yeah. I have to. Yeah. Oh wow! I love that. <laughs> you have you. such a. Um, a philanthropy um, heart, which is really good, and and giving back very humanitarian of you. <laughs> Thank I you. I like that. Aw, Seisei. I call her Seisei, by the way, guys. Yeah. That's my little name for her. And how did you think of that name? Can you break down that name? I'm, obviously, it probably has something to do with your idol. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my parents were talking and they were saying, oh, that's Beyonce. And they were, like, laughing because it sounded like Beyonce. Uh-huh. But it's not just based on Beyonce. It's more, like, beyond me. Like, I love that. Yeah, beyond what I am. It's, like, mm-hmm. me as a brand. I love that. Come on, branding. <laughs> Come on. So how do you feel in dance class dancing with more trained and experienced dancers? Sometimes it's challenging, especially because... They're more flexible or can pick up choreography mm-hmm. more easily. But it determines me to work harder and to beco- to be at their level or to mm-hmm. be better. Yeah. Um, 
have you ever felt any anxiety in terms of like being in that atmosphere, maybe across the floor or Mm -hmm. at the bar? Has that ever happened to you? And can you tell us about a specific instance that they that may have happened or like paint the picture for us yeah (laughs) um sometimes I have anxiety because I feel like oh like what if they make fun of me or something because I don't know Mm -hmm. what they know one time I went to a Martha Graham audition Mm -hmm. uh to earn a spot to be in their school Mm -hmm. and they were definitely more experienced they were like Russian trained and stuff and I Mm -hmm. just took one modern class so I definitely felt a lot of pressure to be like technically trained Mm -hmm. but usually I just tell myself I know what I'm not good at and I know what I'm good at so to really capitalize what I'm good at and just to work on what I'm not I love that I love that faith it's beautiful thank you so we're going to segue into a different topic what is it like growing up biracial sometimes it's challenging because Mm -hmm. I have a lot of ignorant people or classmates telling me mm-hmm. that I'm not black because I'm black and Filipino. Mm-hmm. They tell me I'm not black because I'm just mixed and you, they just throw me in a category. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like chocolate kind of. So chocolate yeah. has many different flavors. Yes, go on now. But now they're, still, <laughs> they're still all called chocolate. So mm-hmm. that's to me kind of how I feel mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's definitely amazing to experience both cultures and to be able to... Um, Live through both cultures, yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, so good, so good. How important is your family to you? So family is very important to Mm -hmm. me because they're like my support system Mm -hmm. and they care about my well-being and everything. Mm -hmm. And they're the people that I could talk to if I've had a stressful day or a bad day. And I don't know what I would do without my family. Oh, that's a good one. All right. So describe the importance between the relationship with your father and your mother. Well, it's very important. Like, I feel like I could talk to them and I feel like I feel like I have a good relation, a healthy relationship with them because I could express how I feel. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I really care about them and their Yeah, my support system and stuff. Mm -hmm. Would you would you say that they're like what grounds you? Yes. What makes you like Definitely. feel like you have concrete foundation to walk on? Yeah. You know, it's always a good feeling to come back to a place where you're like, this is familiar. I know I can always come back here and recharge and then step out into the world. Yeah. That's what I think of when I think of your family. They're, they're obviously dope people, but yeah. like. They're even more special because they made you. And I think you're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so we're going to get to our last questions. And I think we'll do like, since we had a pretty free-flowing, quick experience, I'm going to add like a bonus. Um, since your mom's here, I'm going to mm-hmm. have her like come in and tell us a story that she had mentioned to us the staff at the studio, Portia and myself, and Mm. was Miss Kim in the room? I'm not sure, but it's a story that I think will be nice and Mm -hmm. people would like to hear on the podcast. So anyway, but we'll we'll save that for as a bonus. We'll get to our last questions for you. And what would you tell your younger self? 
my younger self, mm-hmm. I would tell her to keep stretching because it gets harder to become flexible when you're older, mm-hmm. definitely. And I would tell her to just not worry about what people think, mm-hmm. and which is something I'm struggling with. But and to also just work really hard to mm-hmm. accomplish her dream or my dream. Nice. So why are you struggling with worrying about what people think? Can you expand on that? Yeah. So when I'm dancing, um, I'm always worrying, oh, I'm going to look bad or someone's Mm going to think I look weird or something. But I feel like if I just let loose and not care and just Mm -hmm. do what I want to do when I'm dancing, it'll come out better because sometimes I tend to get stiff because I'm like, oh, I look weird or I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it right. And so... If I don't care and I just be myself and Mm -hmm. just do what I do best, then it'll be much better. Oh, wow. Okay. I like that. What is your favorite color, Seisei? Teal and metallic gold. Nice. Come on now. Those, oh, that's perfect. I did her gift, guys, and it has those two colors. Ah, perfect. (laughs) It's like on point. Have you become the the young lady that you've always wanted to be? <laughs> what? Because um, how old are you now? Twelve. Twelve. That's right. Yeah. So I know you don't look twelve. You look like um, a teenager. But yeah. Um, if you would think about maybe being six, seven, maybe not that young, but like eight or nine, mm-hmm. and how you. feel felt or how you would think that you would be at 12 years old at the current age you are now so take yourself back to that time and think of oh yeah you know when I'm 12 I'm gonna be this I'm gonna be that so Mm -hmm. do you think you've become what you've always envisioned well yes and no Mm because I thought I was gonna be famous (laughs) okay (laughs) but um I thought I was going to be a ballet dancer and that I was mm. going to be on point and that's definitely what's going to mm. happen. Yes. And I'm doing ballet and stuff. Mm. Yeah, for the most part, I thought I was just going to be this nice girl that was tall and mm. dancing Aww. and famous, but I'm not famous. It, soon. soon. <laughs> it's coming, girl. Speak it into existence. That's right. Okay. What advice would you give other young girls your age? So... Think about it in a very broad um, aspect, on an entrepreneurial level, on an academic level, on a dance level, um, you know, dealing with business or whatever, or creativity. What advice would you give young girls? And also emotional things, things that may be happening in their peer groups or at school. Um, and peer groups, I would give advice, I would say, to not let anybody pressure you to do something that you don't want to do, um, to do something that you want to do and mm-hmm. something that you feel is right, and to just be yourself and not be afraid to be yourself and not try to fit in with everybody, dress how everybody else is dressing, do something that you want to do mm-hmm. and be different. Mm-hmm. And usually people want to copy people who are different. Right, absolutely. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> That is great. Okay, so we are going to ask Mama to come on in. Okay, so we have Seisei's mom here. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. I'm Seisei's mom, and my name is Makai. Just 
Makai. It doesn't go any further than that. I love it. It kind of sounds like a latte. Can yeah. I have the Makai, please? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of Makais out there, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, she's my only child, and uh, we love her to death. Oh, we love her to death. She's <laughs> awesome. I'm telling you, listeners, she's awesome. Her mom runs her IG account, so if you do try to request her, um, just let her know that you um follow the podcast and then she'll check you out and see if you're that's nice okay to to follow back (laughs) obviously we gotta make sure everything's okay um so can you tell us you told me a very interesting story um at the studio about say's hair Mm -hmm. we were doing a production of the wizard of oz straight out of oz actually the Wiz, mm-hmm. more of the urban yeah. take on it as a hip hop show, which was amazing. Same was. was casted as Eveline and she slayed it. <laughs> she even like abused little kids and people <laughs> in the audience. She just transformed. We, be- we believed it. I know. <laughs> your, your husband was like, oh, this was too much. What's going on? Did, he hit, did she hit her? Yeah. Um, it was so cute because she came um, out as the queen and then she there was this little girl in front of her little Juliana and she just mushed her to the side and like Juliana full on character time. full on character she's just like get out of here and people were like oh. it was so believable it was so good we thought like wow that little girl looked like she got hurt but she wasn't she, she wasn't was. she was like I was fine I know little Juliana is like she's not she's very girly looking but she's like a boy she's, she roughs it and she toughs it with her um, older brother so she loves rolling in the dirt, flipping, doing all that stuff. So she would fall and contract and roll on the ground and be pushed. She loves all that. So that was perfect. That was a perfect was person a perfect to do thing. that, yeah. too, because she wouldn't, like, cry, even though she's so little. But, yeah, so um, we were thinking about ways of doing her hair, and um, there were some moms there, and we had a Portia, Portia that was on the podcast uh, last season, who just recently had her baby, her oh Filipino and black baby yeah. too. Oh my God, this African exactly. baby. Yes, yes, I know. So cute little Luna. And um, we, you just kind of segued into a conversation about how you were able to do her hair because mm-hmm. um, I think someone asked like, oh, did you do braid her hair? Oh, and yes. then they were mm-hmm. like, you were like, yeah, yes. I do it. Yes. <laughs> you know, so yes. tell us about that. Wow. How it all come to fruition? Mm-hmm. Well, Actually, I'm going to start out with, I had a girlfriend, God bless his soul, she passed away from breast cancer, and she had a daughter, which is my goddaughter now, Mm -hmm. and the first thing I asked her was, okay, so she's going to be a biracial baby, how are you going to handle the hair situation? And her answer was, I don't have to worry about it because she's going to be half Filipino. And that wasn't enough for me because I'm like, what if... It's not yes. going to be Filipino hair. Exactly. What if it's uh, her hair is not going to be wavy? What if her hair is X, Y, and Z? And that wasn't enough mm-hmm. for her. That was enough for her. Excuse me. Right. That was enough for her mm-hmm. that she doesn't have to worry about it. Right. Then I said on a conscious level, you're going to have to remove yourself from the Filipino side. Right. And see that your child is still going to be black. Right. You cannot negate that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and being whatever half 
besides black does not um, clear you right. of all responsibilities exactly. of so, what socially will come with it. Come on And emotionally. Now. That's so it. deep. That's right. so deep. Come so on So I realized then, I said, well, if I have a, a daughter or whatever, that's mm-hmm. how I'm not going to come right. with it. So living in Brooklyn for over 15 years, I've come across amazing, amazing natural women in my life wow so they taught me mm-hmm. um a lot by just watching them mm-hmm. and also really bring it bring it back mm-hmm. i lived in california and being new to the united states um girls of color was the only one that wanted to be friends with me mm-hmm. so they let me do their hair Aww. so i understand at a very early on right. the importance of hair mm-hmm. and um what they how you identify yourself with mm-hmm. it. it's not going to be a, it's not a factor factor right. but it's important enough because right. it does now I know that I'm dealing with her hair right I realize how much it is in your life yes yes <laughs> it's so deep yeah is, so as a woman as a young black woman to like it's just it's so it's much deep. it's deep it's deep to the point where I'm like wow and I remember you heard me saying if I once you have a child of a biracial child who happens to have African genes, mm-hmm. you're going to have to go through that journey with them. Yeah. You cannot remove yourself from it. Come on now. Please because then you're on. never going to understand what she's going to go through, mm-hmm. what her angst is, mm-hmm. what um, insecurity she will have. You are part of that conversation. Yes. You whether you like it or not. Right. <laughs> you can't run away from it. It's so true. And so it started at I knew it was going to come, but I didn't know it was going to come that early when she was three wow. years old. When wow. she expressed, three? yeah, that she wanted straight hair. Because <gasps> oh, she had two Guyanese twin sisters yeah. who saw me and said, that's not your mother. Because she has hair. She has strings for hair. So that can't be your mother. Wow. So she's like, mommy, my hair. She was just, why can't I have your hair? Why oh can't I do God, this? I <laughs> so I told Reese, her father was, um, okay, we have to have this conversation yeah. now, early on. I mean, we already were there, mm-hmm, but right. we didn't expect it that early yeah, to have three that conversation. Is super yeah. early. Yes, and that's when um, I said to her, I was like, well, that would make you unique. Actually, you have mommy and daddy's hair, but what makes mm-hmm. you way more unique that it's your hair. Yeah. And how I had to spin it was, you know what? You're so lucky because someone like me can't just go out on the street and have long hair one day, short hair one day, mm-hmm. braids one day, <laughs> this one day. You have that advantage uh-huh. that, a lot of, yeah, you, <laughs> that a lot of us so-called straight hair or whatever hair we have mm-hmm. are afraid to because that stigma of, quote, fake hair mm. is a stigma on us right. whereas you don't wear that you can, you are allowed yeah. to say I have extensions I right. have a wig mm. and take it off whenever you want and put it back right. on I think that's a, that's a superpower it's that. freeing <laughs> yeah uh-huh. it's, it's freeing like, I'm done with you today <laughs> right. for Tuesdays now. and, you, and like, you don't ever have to dye your hair mm-hmm. if you want your hair blue you can put that blue on yep. and never have Pretty, once yeah, touched too. your hair to make it blue. Mm-hmm. It's protective. It's protective hairstyle. Yeah. And that's where another thing is such a, that's where I have to say, I had to go on YouTube. Figure, mm-hmm. I'm, thank God I'm crafty. Yes. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> yeah. Thank God I'm a crafty person because it, a lot of trial and error, a lot of anger, a lot of frustration. Mm. 
And that's how her hair ended up becoming short one day. Yes. Tell us oh. about that. Ooh. Because I honestly am ashamed to say that I used that as a tool of manipulation <laughs> to stop her from... Because it's hard. She's like, she, she was very tender-headed at the time. Mm-hmm. And she's constantly complaining that I'm brushing her hair too tight because of the tangles. Because her hair is really tight. Yeah. For someone called biracial. Right, Everyone right, thinks yeah. biracial, she's, loose, curly, mm-hmm. flowy hair. Say doesn't have that. Her hair is straight up black girl hair. <laughs> hey, sis. she's not hiding. It's, it's not hiding. I'm here. Hello. Yes. Deal with it. Very and, true. It's, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it's a for me. Yeah, it is a challenging. There are there days when I'm like, man, I wish she did have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a part of me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, man, it's the manageability of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh, this is whatever. It is what it is at this right. point. So I used to like, I, if you don't stop, I'm going to cut your hair. And she cried and cried and cried. And I had you, and I'm not, I use that as a form of manipulation. I'm not gonna see here, like, not what parent is gonna threaten their child. I, I respect your truth, yeah. girl. You know, it's, it's, she came back and she was like, you know what? I think we should cut her hair. And of course, I went, she called my bluff. Oh, wow. I was like, you do? You yeah. wanna cut your hair? Are you sure you wanna cut your hair? Now we're like flipped. Uh huh. And then we, she's like, you know what? I have to cut my hair because I can't let this rule my life. Wow. So if you're going to, let's, let's, yeah, so let's do it. Let's, let's go for it. And then we, mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of research, we went to a really bad hair place. Yeah, it's like a box. <laughs> oh, no, they, <laughs> they did a, they they really, did a flat yeah. top. No, no, they did a flat Kind of, sort of. It was, um, oh, my God, who is that singer, that, uh, gosh, 80s singer, who wore weird underwear? Cameo. Oh, you it had, had a cameo. Had a oh no! Of, oh no! You know what I'm talking about. It had a little bit of the cameo s thing going on, and then it had like bangs. Yes. <laughs> oh wait, no! It was a bang. Like, it was yeah. in. Where was this place? Two years ago. Two years ago, when I was taking modern, I had it. It was like oh no. Yeah, I think I remember. Parisian, yeah. which it was Parisian. a beauty school class school, which no. you never again. But my friend actually goes there with her biracial daughter. She found one girl that knows mm-hmm. how to do her hair, but all of them didn't know. No. Mm-hmm. Well, I learned, you know what? I'm going to learn by myself because mm-hmm. that was really jacked up. I'm going to have yeah. to now. It has come down to me again, right? Mm-hmm. So I YouTube it and I realized, oh, that's actually really easy. Then mm-hmm. we did the really short pixie. Yeah, part. then we did the pixie. But then mm-hmm. I started getting, I started to understand how to cut her hair. Mm-hmm. So that's when, just learning her learned a lot about me. Right. Come on now, Strang. <laughs> you heard a lot about me. And her father, you know what? Um, uh, Reese has done a good job in her identity and her 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 black side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in order to uh, also as a woman, I can't tell her how to be a black woman. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I tried, no. <laughs> no, I can't <laughs> tell her how to be a black woman, but I am here to support her to mm-hmm. understand the, at least mm-hmm. some of it. And she's going to learn that on her own. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that I definitely can't teach her yeah. in terms of her hair or whatever else that comes with it. Mm-hmm. I, can, I only could tell her how to be a woman, a Filipino woman mm-hmm. of who I am. And hopefully right. she'll teach me more when she gets back. Back to her. She'll leave and come back and tell me more. Right. You know, but it's a good starting point for us. I love that. Oh it's a God. good starting point. Cause so she could go out there and and that's an I'm gonna re, re, reverse back. Mm-hmm. That's where 
the foundation is for me and why we're so animate about her knowing everything about her wow. because someone else is going to try to dictate come that on to now her. come on mama <laughs> you are preaching tonight so we can't we can't have that we we can't have that mm-hmm. it's just we understand growing up in america yes her father's from chicago yeah maybe oh, from the wow. philippines yeah even though i'm from the south side so even though I'm from, from the Philippines, I grew up by coastal California and New mm-hmm. Jersey, uh, both coming from two different worlds. However, knowing where she's coming from, mm-hmm. we had to make sure she has some form of foundation. So, because yeah. God bless that someone tells her, because I've seen it. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. I've seen a lot of confused people. Yes. <laughs> yes, mama. And we didn't yes. want her to be confused. Right. Come at on. first, she was. Would you say you were a little confused? I wanted at, to straighten my hair. Yeah, but she also confused it because she felt like when um, her father will tell her, you know, you're black. At one point, I could see she was like, but I'm Filipino yeah. too. I was like, and I and I said, no, it's okay. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you're going to erase reject that part. Of, you're not yes. rejecting mm-hmm. me. Actually, you're, you know, you're you are embracing that. Mm-hmm. You're embracing your, you know, your. Your culture, right? And it doesn't. You could identify yourself black if you want, right. and black, black Filipino. It's it's okay. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I think that's where a lot of quote biracial mixed kids get confused because yeah. they feel like they are rejecting their other side. Right. Like they have to have an allegiance yes. to yes. one. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're not having allegiance, and you know, matter of fact, I have a niece who's half black, half Filipino as mm-hmm. well. She grew up differently. But as she got older, she said something that was really profound to me. She was like, you can't dictate to me who I am. I choose who I be, so you can't tell me what I I choose. So I was like, exactly. I love that. Exactly. Sorry, that's with the hair thing. That's all that that all comes down with hair. Thank you for sharing. I want to ask one more question. Mm -hmm. Do you feel, because you said something a little bit earlier. Do you feel that it's a disservice if there are parents that have either biracial kids or they have kids that are not theirs or whatever and that they don't feel that it's important to let them know that side of their culture? Yes, it is a disservice. Yeah. I think it is. You're 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 being unfair mm. to that child. Uh, I don't know what you're afraid of, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you have to be so real with your child. Yeah. Sometimes a little too much, mm-hmm. but you have to let you have to lay it out there and give them the decision of how they want to absorb that information. Right. Because I was watching Long Lost Family the other night, mm-hmm. and one guy was clearly biracial he he was adopted and um he says something like it doesn't really matter if my parents were white Mm -hmm. the part that I have a problem with was that they put me in an environment that clearly was not protective of me come on so if you adopted someone you know of not a race, why would you subject them to that type of racism that you know damn well, excuse me, you know well mm-hmm. that's going to happen? 
have some sensitivity to that. Get what I'm saying? Yes, yes. That's where my thing. You know your your environment clearly is racist. Mm-hmm. You plop them there like, okay, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Send them off to the And they're the <laughs> only one there. Mm-hmm. And the, the part that was really um, heartbreaking, he's mm-hmm. like when he was in fourth grade, the teacher grabbed him tossed him on the floor, put no. his foot on his back no. and said, no. do you know you don't belong here? And I'm like, wow, that's so messed up. Oh Why would you put God. a child through that in that environment? If I know I'm going to be with someone and I know I'm going to have clearly not a Filipino kid, you know, why wouldn't I make sure that her identity is positive and still prepare her for the real world, but also introduce that, you know, it is still a wonderful thing to be, you know? Wow. So that's my thing. It is, it is, it's irresponsible. I feel like it is too. And I mean, you can't really tell parents how to you know be parents kids and you know but the repercussions of it because look at when you're as a when they're an adult Mm -hmm. they these are the stories they're going to tell yeah yes you do oh we can't just move i understand that but at least you know what that's a lifestyle that's a life uh the lifestyle change that you chose for Mm -hmm. yourself that i'm going to adopt or i'm going to have there's going to have to be a... You have to be able to switch it up now. Right. For the better of your child. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Yeah. Someone could say, well, it's easier said than done. Right. But it can be done. It can be done. If you I really agree. want it. Yeah. So. You know? I love that. Thank you so Y'all, much. Yeah, you're welcome. I could go on and on. Gonna, you know me. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm going to ha- definitely have you back on uh, as just a one-on-one with me and you. Uh, yeah. Mama style sister to sister woman to woman so i'm so excited thank you guys so much thank for you this is so much fun <laughs> i know i honor you guys as Same. young women and women of amazing age of Same. not a certain age <laughs> you're not there yet yeah, no. but um you're phenomenal thank oh, you man, thank you've thank done you. an amazing job raising her she's oh. an amazing young girl thank you thank we you try so much <laughs> we make mistakes but we try it's okay <laughs> nobody's perfect, perfect. No. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. You are all so awesome. Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast. I have to say that it is extremely important that we get reviews and comments. It really helps us to get our content more refined and I find out what you guys like and what you would like to hear, as well as on a monetary level when ads are able to see that people are listening and what they have to say. It really helps us if we want to build our brand and take the podcast to the next level. So for all podcasts that you listen to, definitely make sure you like, subscribe, and review. I'm going to close this episode with one of my words. We discover our strength when we review our stories. Thank you.